hello and welcome to the For We Are Many podcast. Your eyes right now, Sterling. <laughs> Greetings. We'd like to welcome <laughs> for the first time in a while. Yes, indeed. The one. Yes. The only. one. Yes, I've returned. I've returned. Lord Sterling. Most of my adventure uh, will have to remain classified under strict, <laughs> under the strictest of observances. But some I can divulge, and it's been it's been a wild ride. Hell yeah! Yeah. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess to uh, I guess we'll start off with probably the saddest. Um. You're going to lead with the ballot, Rob. Fuck what the calendar says. Betty White made it to 100. Right. Yeah. She lived out all but the last few days of her 100th year. So they call this conspiracy. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, man. Um,. No, it's just pretty wild. She had a, what, like eight decade career. Um, she refused to, you know, follow the standard in Hollywood uh, pertaining to minority actors. Um, I'm just not at all convinced that uh, this world deserved Betty White. <laughs> no. <clears throat> no. And then... Uh... In fact, I, I do have um, a reel here, if you'd like. I can screen share and play this of top 20 Betty White moments. All right. Give me a second. This is when we get pulled. <laughs> Let's just preempt this with... You need to timestamp this, this footage. <laughs> And, uh, yep, go from there. There we go. Okay. At least this is a YouTube video, so You ever wondered what actors and actresses do when they have to get in shape really fast oh, for shit. a movie? You just never know when your whole past is going to be brought out around here. Welcome to Ms. Mojo. And today we're counting down our picks for the top 20 Betty White moments. I would like to sing. Let's get it on. Children, let's get it on. I'm not doing it for myself, you understand. But for those ladies out there who need me. <laughs> For this list, we're looking at this Golden Girl's best moments throughout her long and incredible career across television, movies, and popular culture. What's your favorite Betty White moment? Share it with us in the comments. Number 20. Her Deadpool Review You might recall the hilarious Funny or Die sketch that exposed the supposed feud between Betty White and Ryan Reynolds. We do not own this I content. I play an assistant in the movie, and I'm an actor. This life. is for you educational. Should, should when Ben White says she wants a cup of coffee, pirates? you get her a, a cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, it seems that they must have buried the hatchet afterwards, as White took to social media to share her thoughts on his movie Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds looks so 
fucking handsome in his red leather suit. I give it four Golden Girls. She gives a rather colorful critique of the movie filled with expletives. Once in a generation, a movie comes along that your whole family will love. If your family is a up group of kissing inbreds. If you're still not sure if she really enjoyed it, the four Golden Girls she awards should help you figure it out. Not to mention her Deadpool throne. Number 19, her breakout role, Life with Elizabeth. Life with Elizabeth was a breakout sketch from Hollywood on television and White's breakthrough in the sitcom world. He hounds me. I'm beginning to feel like a Baskerville. <laughs> That's funny. Hounds of the Baskerville. <laughs> Isn't that a... <laughs> the short skits focused on newlyweds maneuvering within married life. Why, you... Elizabeth, honey, come back here! I, I cancel! <laughs> Even if it's free, I cancel! <laughs> would often find themselves at odds, resulting in Alvin walking off in frustration. Each episode was broken up into three incidents and usually ended with a voiceover asking Elizabeth if she's ashamed of upsetting her husband. Elizabeth, wouldn't it have been easier to just ask him if you could go? <laughs> Stubborn as a mule, huh? <laughs> she would sheepishly nod before cheekily shaking her head. It was popular with audiences, but still ended up getting canceled after 65 episodes. Still, this was the role that got White her first ever Emmy win. Number 18, I'm Still Hot, The Lifeline Program. This commercial for a life insurance company masqueraded as a music video starring British rap artist Luciana and Betty White. Quite long. The duo revamped Luciana's song, I'm Still Hot. And of course, White steals the show with her killer day gonna pass it up let's see if we can find your boobs oh god that was a funny moment they're in there somewhere it's like an easter egg <laughs> number 10 a celebration for betty white the 70th primetime emmy awards after her introduction as the greatest of all time at the 70th primetime emmy awards white was met with a long and well-deserved standing ovation from the audience thank you I'm just gonna quit while I'm ahead. Her speech was the perfect blend of funny and sentimental as she reflected on her title as the first lady of television. And I took it as a as a big compliment. And then I heard her talking to her daughter a little later and she said, Oh, I know. First lady, yeah, she's that old. She was the first one way, way back. It blows our mind how after so many years in the industry and countless accolades, she was able to remain so humble. Everyone might have been there to honor her sensational career. I do think this is what's going to get us flagged. There's background music in the whole thing. Uh, oh, yeah, we're already flagged. It's already. I mean, they'll just mute it. Whatever. She gave a performance no one would ever forget, least of all Bradley Cooper. Number six, performing for Morgan Freeman, the 39th AFI Awards. Is there really any greater prize than having Betty White perform in your honor? If Morgan Freeman's reaction is anything to go by, the answer is no. As always, she manages to find a way to balance the more touching moments with comedy, yeah. and no one God seems is more delighted than God. the actor himself. What Love it. I say? I only did it so I could work with Morgan. And of course, for the cash. Yeah. The best moment is when she fulfills an old dream with her Hello Dolly performance. Hello, 
humorous as this <laughs> moment is, you can still see Freeman getting attacked herself, Ugly Betty. Wilhelmina is okay, no match for Betty White. Have you lost your mind, old woman? Did I not mention that Regis and Kelly called? And The View, they want me. They all want me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, honey. This feud is huge and I'm gonna milk it till it's dry. A late night regular, The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. She often appeared in sketches alongside her buddy Johnny. Tarzan, all, all men. Then how come when you take a shower under the waterfall, the hyenas all stand around and laugh at you? Hyenas always laugh. Yes, but they don't usually point. <laughs> Guest hosting WWE Raw, kicking butt as usual. Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Accepting her People's Choice Award, the 41st People's Choice Awards. The people have spoken. I cannot, cannot possibly say thank you, or can you imagine the People's Choice at 93? I mean, Before we continue, be sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notified about our latest video. In the same position with her role. Listen. If it walks by, just pretend we're having a conversation and casually mention my unparalleled ability to satisfy a man. <laughs> Rose is sweet, good-natured, and wide-eyed, though she could surprise anyone who took her naivete for granted. The ceiling in your room leaking too? No, Dorothy, I just finished milking the cow I keep in my closet. <laughs> Gee, with only three hours sleep, I can be as bitchy as you. <laughs> He loved a good old St. Olaf story, and of course, learning new vocabulary. Uh, so one might say you brought Geflerkenerken into the 80s? <laughs> yes, but I'm not one to blow my own good children fugging. <laughs> she won an Emmy for the role in 1986, and continued to get nominated in the Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series category for every season of the show's run. Do you agree with our picks? Check out this other recent clip from Ms. Mojo. And be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to be notified about our latest videos. <laughs> I stopped the screen share and I still heard it through Trisha. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> um, so I guess to, to, you know, like bring it up into a little more upbeat thing. Um, a lot of you probably made New Year's resolutions. But what about New Year's revolutions? Yes, there's anniversaries to celebrate. Yes, there are. I believe it is the 63rd year of the Cuban Revolution. Um, they overthrew the Batista regime on New Year's Day. It's pretty dope. Um, Haiti also... Uh, successfully ended their revolution on January 1st. I don't remember what year uh, for that, but that was probably, you know, really the first, like, successful anti-colonial revolution in the Americas. Um, 
I'm just glad 2021's dead. Yeah, I mean, it's dead. Yeah, Betty White was like, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. She took the brunt of that for us. Are you saying she's are we gonna are we gonna like deify yeah. fucking Betty White right now? Um, is that what's happening? Is if we would be the first. <laughs> it's it's a suggestion, you know. Uh we're putting dogs on our money, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying it's only a matter of time <laughs> before we put cartoons on crosses. I'm kidding, that's getting cut, right? No, <laughs> that's not getting cut. No. <laughs> um, anybody know anything about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial? I know that she was found guilty that, on five out of six charges. I don't fucking know. I thought it was I just Ghislaine. I just read it, and I hope no, that okay. I pronounce it right. Okay. I I know Maxwell's right though. I got you, bro. G Max. We'll call it G Max. G Max. G Max. Uh, while while Trish is Help. pulling that up, I do have something else that is, uh, you know, a, a few good story. Will. This is our Wendy's. No one else's Wendy's. This is our Workers of the world, unite. This is the revolution. It's right here. Right here in this one. Ski. Ski. Plug in. That's all. That's all. They're going places. Wendy's. To Wendy's. But <laughs> so their homie can get out of work on time to go to the show. If they don't get a record deal. If that's not solidarity though. I don't believe in anything anymore. I'm trying to get stupid ads off the page so I can screen share this. Have you guys seen that Black Mirror episode where that dude is in uh, some kind of worker society where they have to pedal and shit to power the place? And, you know, they have a bunch of ads that like bombard you and through the walls, like the walls are screens and you have to pay to get ads off of it. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, that's coming. But. Uh. Apparently it's already here. I guess I guess I'll be putting sheets over all my walls instead of just my windows. Yeah. There's there's gonna be no unplugging, <laughs> Rob. No. Um this is saying that after six days of deliberation, the jury in Manhattan found her guilty of charges that she facilitated the sexual abuse of young girls by her longtime multimillionaire companion, Epstein. Um they're still trying to say he killed himself in this article too, which I find amusing because eh, no, I, I, I don't think that was suicide at all when there were so many people who would have been exposed by him, you know, 
and having to. Well, and I mean, and honestly, I understand that that's not what the case was about, but she should have squealed like a pig. Yeah. I mean, you know, like some of the shit that was put into evidence that I've seen mm-hmm. in, you know, Twitter or on, you know, Facebook or whatever is like, you know, pictures of her and Epstein at the Queen's private cottage. But yet, you know, Prince Andrew's name didn't get thrown out. Come on now. Right. And it's like. Wait a fucking minute here, you know, because that was an opportunity, but I don't think she wants to take her friends down. Look at how long she was doing this with him. You know, she probably still feels completely justified in every fucking thing she's done because she's a twisted bitch. Um, the evidence presented by the prosecution centered on the wrenching accounts of four women who took the stand to describe how they were baited into Epstein's orbit and then molested. It detailed how Ms. Maxwell worked closely with Epstein to recruit, groom, and sexually abuse teenage girls. Um, Quotes here from the federal prosecutor, Allison Moe. She said, Maxwell was a sophisticated predator who knew exactly what she was doing. She manipulated her victims. Uh, Maxwell, the daughter of British media baron Robert Maxwell, presented herself as a type of mentor or big sister to the girls. Um... Then they were offered for sex and, you know, sexualized messages to Epstein and, you know, allegedly some of his acquaintances. Um, There's no allegedly about it. Uh, Well, right. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, Clinton flew on that plane. Right. Right. Donald Trump flew on that plane. Prince Andrew flew on that plane. Yeah. These these Pretty rich, cool. powerful men did not fly on the Lolita Express to fucking Lolita Island. Right. To not <clears throat> take part in the festivities. Um, this other quote from the prosecutor kind of wraps it up. Really, they're two of like, who would believe them? Uh, the defendant never thought that those teenage girls would have the strength to report what happened. And if they did, who would believe them? You know, because look at the rape culture that we fucking live in right now, you know, and she hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. You know, that's part of that fucked up level of security that Ghislaine and uh, Epstein fucking had. I'm feeling protected in what they were doing because look at who they were servicing. People well, now's the time, too. I mean, why you have to ask that dumb question, I would say. You know, right? Now's the time. Of course, why now? Well, there's a lot of steam behind the fucking movement. Of course we're going to do it right now. Ask dumb right. fucking questions. <laughs> and, right. well, the thing is, those girls did find that strength to be able to step forward and actually, yeah. you know, be like, no, wait a fucking minute. We were exploited and abused. You know, this is fucked you know how much this has actually brought to light um so i'm still scrolling here and it's recapping the epstein case there that you know he was looking at charges for uh, or he had pled guilty actually to charges in florida for procuring a child for prostitution and soliciting prostitution um, I don't know exactly how many counts of that he actually got, but I can pretty much guarantee you it was not enough because 
think of how many more are unreported for the few that actually were, you know? Um, uh, Maxwell's facing up to 65 years in prison. She's already 60. So she basically just got, you know, life. Um, right. That's well, that's the end of that one. It feels I mean, like some outrageous sentence before of a hundred something years given out to some a truck driver. Truck driver. Actually, we've talked about yeah, we've talked about that a few times. Yeah. And the most they give her is sixty years. Like if you're in the wrong county, you can go away for a hundred fucking years for stealing a toothbrush. You know what I mean? I don't know. But they give her sixty years. Right. Wild. You only stole people's kids and then prostituted them, had them fucking perpetually raped so you could exploit that and fucking make money off of it. Yeah, but right. here, yeah, that even even though that would clearly extend past her lifetime, it's like, why isn't that longer? You know, I mean, in the case of the truck driver, no, nobody's even expecting anybody to live 110 years, let alone 110 plus their current age. And I think he's like 25, 26, something like that. Well, but yeah. And the, the governor, the governor uh, changed that sentence changed to yeah, 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. Yep. Which I feel even that is kind of too much um, because we're talking about in. Well, in, I mean, the company should have been held accountable. 10. Yes. Yes, they're the ones that failed to train him, failed to send him out with equipment that was actually fully functional, um, and without anybody on board with him who had any fucking experience. So, you know, that that's a tragedy. Um, he wasn't out there driving his truck trying to fucking get into a massive pileup wreck. Nobody tries to do that in a huge-ass fucking semi hauling ass down a mountain that yeah. there was no ill intent there was no malice involved there that poor dude's probably just as fucking traumatized as everybody else involved like he almost died too but right. I'm glad that the, the governor said fuck this and changed it to 10 years at least it's better than the 110 he still has a chance to actually get out and have a life and hopefully that is still cut back significantly for like good behavior and shit too. Cause this isn't his fault. It's the company's fault. But yeah. that, that comparison right there just shows you how fucked this world is. Cause this bitch, Ghislaine literally did have malice, did have ill intent, knew she was yeah. fucking harming all of these girls and didn't give a fuck because it was lining her pockets. Right. This bitch deserves a death sentence. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things that's going to have to pile up, though. I mean, Epstein didn't kill himself. It's going in the list. Eventually, the list is going to get so long that everybody's just like, okay, this isn't even real enough to play anymore. We just can't. I'm not going to go to work. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go outside. No, fuck this. It's just all done. There's another link here I'm going to pull up. I'm going to see if this has video because... There is no video in the courtroom. 
Okay. Um, well, this is saying, you know, the, the key moments in the trial. Uh, so I'm curious. what. That's not very cash money of them, Rob. You know what I mean? I honestly want to know who the fuck they're trying to protect by not allowing video cameras in the courtroom. Like that's uh, the people that were going to the island, Donald Trump. Bill well, no, Clinton, I know. I mean, Prince besides, Andrew. we know those three, but I mean, like, how many more people that are in power? Because oh. already people are like, well, not I mean, that Clinton would. You know, be doing this. It's like, are you? Oh yeah, you got you got the liberals like, oh, Bill Clinton wouldn't do that. Like, you know, Monica Lewinsky didn't happen. Right, and it's like, dude, she. I mean, she was she was of legal age, but that's not. She was of legal age, but she was still a kid. He was in his fucking fifties, and she was like twenty-two. You know. I mean, I love Leonardo DiCaprio to death, but I mean, he dates him young too. You know. But the thing is, Bill is still a creep, though. I mean, whether or not he's banging a 20-year-old, the dude's in a painting in Epstein's fucking apartment or whatever, man. I mean, they're buds. He knows what his buddy's doing. And if you're that okay, okay enough, I mean, you're a creep, you know? And yeah, the age difference is pretty weird, too. I mean, what are you going to talk about, right? Right. Clearly nothing, but... (laughs) Yeah. It's pathetic, dude. Like, this is saying the defense accused the government of sensationalism and its witnesses of changing their stories, arguing Maxwell had no motive for the alleged crimes. Really? Really? Money. Right. Right. Uh, They argued that Epstein kept secrets from Maxwell and that the charges against her are for things that Jeffrey Epstein did. She was complicit. She was participatory. She contributed to those crimes. She is the one who facilitated them. Right. So how they're going to try to paint her bitch ass as a fucking victim is just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Um, The defense's star witness was a psychology professor, Elizabeth Loftus from University of California. And she told the jury that people can have false memories of traumatic events. Fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah. And they quote, memory doesn't work like a recording device. We are actually constructing our memories while we retrieve memories. Um, Media coverage can act as a source of post-event suggestion. And those who recall memories frequently remember ourselves in a better light than perhaps is accurate. Fuck you, bitch. That is some victim shaming and victim blaming shit right there. If I ever fucking heard any. And uh, yet, no, nobody's going to come in and fucking, you know, just make up new memories of, you know, testifying of having been fucking raped and just what the fuck. That's shitty. I hope the University of California fires that bitch. Because that right there is just a horrible fucking way to paint the actual fucking victims, the survivors of this shit. Um, oh, just what the fuck. There's always a lawyer for a case, though. There's always there someone that's going to take it. Someone that's going to. Says a lot about lawyers, don't it? 
Well, yeah, but this is a psych professor that was their witness. And that's the thing. Like, there's always going to be a lawyer going to take the case, but there shouldn't always be a fucking, you know, like medical professional to serve as witness for the defense in a case like this. That's fucked because what she did there is try to paint the, the girls who were testifying as fucking liars. Right. Yeah. Um, we still have a couple of things to cover, so. Yeah, and um, I'm not really seeing anything else standing out here as far as the trial went. Um, (coughs) But the mainstream media has been pretty damn quiet about it. Yeah. Um, that being said, um into our next segment here, we're going to talk about climate change a little bit. And, um, I just want to apologize for the doom scrolling vibe. Um, but remember, you know, like there is still time to act. It doesn't have to be this dystopian hellscape that we all currently exist in. You just got to smile when you say it, Rob. (laughs) We had tornadoes in January. Doom scroll. Wow. 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 Tornadoes. Um, So the governor of Kentucky declared a state of emergency Saturday after severe weather moved through parts of eastern and western Kentucky. Why didn't they just say through parts of Kentucky? (laughs) Am I missing something there? They had a word, a word limit they had to reach. Ah. Choices were made. Um, The governor said in a statement, quote, it is devastating that we are once again experiencing severe weather just weeks after the deadly tornadoes hit western Kentucky. Sadly, some counties have been affected by both of these events. Um, Obviously, the damage isn't as bad as the the previous event, but that's not to, like, discount it. Why do we have tornadoes? <laughs> Tornado season should have been over in, like, what, October? I mean, relatively speaking. There can be outliers, but, I mean, two major historical storms in the same year completely out of season. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that huge one, that was that was no typical fucking tornado. Didn't you say it was a, a mile wide? An F5? Yeah. Apparently it's officially only an EF4. Really? Yeah, which, I mean, I, I take issue with how they calculate that now because it's based more on... Uh, it's a combination of factors which include wind speed, which used to be the factor that's why we've had f5 tornadoes because it used to be based just on gate-to-gate wind speed but that being said um now there is uh damage levels are taken into account as well as how the buildings are built so you know like more sturdier buildings um are going to have less damage from the you guys were grandfathered in so we don't have to tell them how bad this was (laughs) right right 
fuck. Um, that being said, I mean, I am not a meteorologist, so I can say this without hopefully too much backlash. Um, oh, you're going to get emails. Whatever. But right. I, don't, I don't understand how it wasn't an F5 tornado. It was gate-to-gate wind speeds over 200 miles an hour. Helen Hunt um, was out there in a fucking pickup truck <laughs> with a trash bin full of little robots. It was that bad. This isn't funny, though. That's This is why I don't come here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. It was fun. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, seriously, that's... That's the thing. It's just wild. And obviously, we're not talking about a mile-wide, 200-mile-long uh, tornado track like we were a couple of weeks ago. But we shouldn't be talking about that in December. We shouldn't be talking about even a, the much smaller tornadoes in January. Right. We should be, you know, like, looking at the areas that got snow. If it no. starts snowing here, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready. It felt pretty close the last couple days, didn't it? I mean, at least yeah. overnight. Yeah. Um, and and also, and this is the main reason that I was like, "Hey, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to doom scroll, but I will try to take Sterling's advice to heart here and let you know with a smile." That if we do nothing, the Antarctic ice shelf likely could collapse in the next five years. Uh, I could not. I could not keep the the fake smile. But um, so basically, it hurts. After water. A it really water does. gets in the soul. Under, yeah. <laughs> water gets under the the thwaites. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, glacier. Uh, and and now it is melting at record pace, both from the top and the bottom. Yep. Um, this is one and, of the things that we discussed early on last year, too, when uh, we found that research of all these glaciers melting from the underside with the warm currents being pulled under there. And it's like, come the fuck on. <laughs> We've got to do something. And, and I mean, I also kind of want to talk about because like right off the bat, they're talking about, you know, it being the world's biggest threat to raising sea, sea levels before 2100. But I've seen like right wing right wingers try to use like a glass of ice water as an example of why the glaciers melting won't raise sea levels. But I would just like to point out how much of these glaciers are above sea level or even in mountains. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're not talking about... Now, imagine, if you will, if you had a full cup of water, right? And then you had, like, a funnel, like a really big funnel that was full of ice, right? But it's, like, 100 fucking degrees outside. How long is it going to take that glass to overflow? Not long. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now that I broke that down... Um, Maybe maybe there so, will be an arc. For, right? for the, JK. Gotta, gotta really break it down for the people in the Republican Party who missed that lesson in science class like way back in the day that teaches you about basic displacement. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so this glacier is about 120 kilometers across. Um, and, and according to this article anyway, which is from sciencenews.org, um, it is roughly the size of Florida. And if the whole thing collapses and falls into the ocean, it's going to raise sea levels by about 65 centimeters. That's more than two feet. Bro, there's a lot of areas we're going to lose. Hopefully Florida. Yeah, Miami, a especially. Lot yeah, I mean, the Everglades are at sea level. Yeah. Dude, that's going to um, destroy that entire fucking habitat. Yeah, well, I mean, look at Louisiana, and they're just like, oh, we just got to build bigger levees next time. God. We um, just keep building walls. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, we saw how well the wall worked for Mexicans. I'm sure it'll keep the seawater out. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Fuck. I can just that see these was... idiots trying to engineer a massive seawall going around the entire fucking coastline to work like, you know, like the Sulaks or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <sighs> it's coming, though. It's coming. But, but I mean, glaciologists, glaciarologists, I don't know. The scientists that studies these, these fucking things here. The Glaciogensia. Um, yeah, that. I can't um, believe I actually said that shit. Wow. It's just. Yeah, me either. Um, but like, okay, so back in September 2020, this uh, same source, sciencenews.org, had an article uh, with with current map showing how warm water was going to reach underneath Thwaites Glacier. And that's happening. Back in 2014, they were warning that Antarctic uh, glacier melt was going to be unstoppable if we didn't, you know, do something like right fucking then. Mm -hmm. um, uh, since it, about standing there like, we right. told you, you see this. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, they also are the ones that uh, published the story about uh, going under Thwaites Glacier. Which, you know, revealed, hey, there's fucking warm water down here. Um, right. that, was, that was back in April 2021. But since about 2004, the eastern third of Thwaites has been braced by a floating ice shelf. Right now, the underbelly of that ice shelf is lodged against an underwater mountain located about 50 kilometers offshore. And that pinning point is essentially holding that whole mass of ice right there. But data collected by researchers beneath and around the shelf in the last two years suggests that brace won't hold much longer. Um, warm ocean waters are uh, eating away the ice from below. And as the glacier's ice shelf loses mass, it's retreating inland and will eventually retreat completely behind the underwater mountain, pinning it in place. Meanwhile, fractures and crevices widened by these waters are swifty, swiftly snaking through the ice like cracks in a car's windshield, shattering it and weakening it. Weakening it. Um, obviously, I, I don't really need to go any deeper into this article to see why that's a big deal. 65 centimeters. And I mean, if that fucker collapses and just <laughs> slides into the fucking ocean, we're talking about 
65 centimeters globally and that right that's that makes me want to find out like what kind of shockwave that's going to send through the ocean and what are you going to do to stop that because think about how big that fucking glacier is well, I mean, that's the thing. You can't really stop it. We have to be building up infrastructure on our coastline, which we're not willing to do. We have to be evacuating places below sea level, but New Orleans is historic. Um, but, I mean, it, it's something like 20% or more of the world's population lives within, th like, three feet of sea level. Yeah. I, I don't think I have to elaborate Um why that's a big deal. Right. I was going to do an Omicron update, but to be fair, since COVID has been a topic since day one, um, I think that we can save that for our anniversary special, which by the way, let's pick a time for that. I'm off on Thursday. What time are we doing that? Cause I want to be done before Kwame's book reading and that's at seven central. Okay, then we should probably do that around like four. So we got plenty of time for deep dives and still have a break between. Sounds good to me. So are, are you basing that on... So that would be four central. So we're talking about five eastern, three here. Um, that works for me. So five eastern, Thursday, January 6th, anniversary special. It's already been uh, a year. But we can do our Omicron update as part of that. Um, Sterling, Lord Sterling will be yes. uh, a guest appearance, if you will. In costume. Wearing your Sterling suit. Yes. <laughs> Um, the only other thing that I really wanted to talk about, which to be honest, I don't even like have enough information on it to really go in depth. So we probably will be circling back to this on TikTok. There is an indigenous man, uh, that goes by modern warrior. And I mean, he basically went on to in this, in this video to talk about how he's used to death threats and usually they don't fucking bother him. Um, but he was recently doxxed and the threats became so often and so, well, terrifying, I guess, that he had to move. Um, and I mean, this, this is not acceptable. This, this genocide against indigenous peoples has been going on for, well, since Europeans came to this continent. And it's time to put a stop to it. Um, I, I don't know, you know, where Modern Warrior lives or, or how we can, like, you know, get a hold of him and try to offer help. But um, well, enough I'm, is enough. We cannot allow this to continue. I am pulling up his TikTok page right now because um, he... I, I want to show people the video for one, but I also want to find the links for um, either buying merch or sending him donations. Uh, so give me a second here and I'll screen share this. 
to show that video. There we go. Sorry, give it a second to load. Oh, that might help too. Uh huh. <laughs> there we go. Come on, play. Goodness. Come on, computer. You can do it. I don't know what the deal is here. Yeah, me either. <laughs> what does FYP mean? What? Hashtag FYP. I'm not sure. That's if a good question. FYP, it would be fuck your couch. A hundred percent positive of that. But FYP. Rob, I'm gonna send you this link on the chat here. See if you can pull it up to get that to play. Ah, come on. It stands for For You Page. Oh. It can also wow. mean five-year plan. Still. No. Okay. This is annoying me that it, it's not letting me. It's not giving me the paste option now to send you the damn link. Hit okay, control V. Fine. Control C to copy, control V to paste. There we Thank go. You. There we go. So I'll get rid of that. And then I'll click this. And then I'll come over here and I'll click that. <clears throat> we'll kill the wild Apache for the bounty on his hair. Then we'll ride into Durango, climb up the whorehouse stairs. Tonight we ride. Tonight we ride. Hey, colonizer. You're welcome, America. I just found the next mass shooter. Do you know what's really sad? I'm accustomed to getting death threats, but lately they've been ramping up. And my address just so happens to be floating around on the wrong side of TikTok. And these circumstances have forced me to make the decision to move. Yes, I knew the consequences of challenging white supremacy, but they're getting a little too bold. With all that being said, if you could find it in your heart to help me with this entire process, I would truly appreciate it. The link's in my bio. The link's in my bio. You bastards, dude. <coughs> I'm trying to find where those links are on this bio. And, oh, I'll, okay, give me a second. I'll go to the link tree page. Okay, so, yeah, I'm going to share this. I'm going to message this to you separately, Trisha, so it doesn't get buried in the group chat. That's the link tree. I'm going to need that for the video description. Um, 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 there we go. But um, 
That being said, yeah, I already sent it to you. That's funny. I was doing the same thing at the same time. Um, I, I even said out loud, hey, I yeah, just sent this know. to you. <laughs> I know. You said that as I was sending that. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, um, anyway, though, uh, that's the last of the topics that I can think of. Um, anyway, and, and we will, we will be revisiting, um, that situation. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never been in that situation, but I cannot imagine having to move because right wingers, you know, want you dead for being brown. Right. That was just absolutely revolting what that other guy had done there trying to fucking, you know, play like he had scalped him. Like, really, asshole? Really? I bet it wouldn't go like that if he showed up, but, you know, that's oh, a conversation altogether. I mean, I, I've, you know, been watching Lance's videos, and guess what? Have you seen what this man can bench lift? <laughs> that hillbilly wouldn't get anywhere except maybe thrown a long distance. Um, <laughs> like a football. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like Tom Brady, a human being. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Um, but it's still so cut- up that, that he's even got to deal with shit like that and end up having to move because of it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, also, to everybody watching, I just want to, you know, reiterate our anniversary stream will be at 5 p.m. Eastern um, on, on Thursday, Thursday, January 6th. And because that is on Thursday, uh, the reason we're doing that early is because uh, Minister of Culture Kwame Shakur is doing a book reading um of his own book and we don't want to have a schedule conflict so we're just doing ours earlier also um the emma goldman piece that would normally be on thursday will be on friday this week at the usual show time 8 p.m eastern um and we're also working on putting together another short piece like the one that we did on revolutionary optimism. Uh, I don't know if that's, well, that's not going to be released this week anyway. It would be probably sometime next week, but we'll see. Uh, you got anything else to stay to say, Sterling? No, no. Be well. No. Be well. No. Yes. Oh, here we go. Love. But wait. But but wait. But wait. But what? You've probably heard this a time or two, Sterling. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Um. Enjoy. There we go. How long has it been since you heard this? There we go. 
That's where the keys should come in. Fire. <laughs> and then the drop. Fire. So fire. Man, that guitar sounds so good in drop B though. What was that you said, Trisha? I asked if that was your flying B. Oh, no. No, that's my Schecter Les Paul copy. Nice. Okay. Oh, I fucked up. I fucked up again. What are you doing to the recording? <laughs> I was trying to turn up the volume, but instead I turned up the time. Ah. <laughs> Apparently there's even a learning curve for that. Please subscribe to our Patreon and visit our website. I hope you all have a wonderful night. Thank you for joining us. And you're welcome for the usual awkward outro. Have a good night.